When I walked through the Slow Wealth Legacy Plan, it was the first time that I felt really good about a retirement plan. I'm personally somebody that has used this tool to move from confused in some areas to confident in all areas with the financial plan. So it's super helpful. Welcome to the Growability Podcast, your home for leadership, management, and marketing education, where we teach business and nonprofit leaders how to flourish in life and work. Are you ready for retirement? This episode shares the fundamental ingredients necessary for a healthy retirement plan. Here are your hosts, Joshua McLeod and Bernie Anderson, with our very special guest, Jimmy Woods with Wealth Legacy Planners. We've got a real special guest here today, Bernie. Jimmy Woods is a friend of mine. He's a financial advisor. He runs Wealth Legacy Planners. They are incredible. They are who I turn to when I want to have a good plan for my financial future. One of the things we are always recommending for leaders is to have other really good leaders in their lives. For an entrepreneur, somebody who runs a business, there are three leaders that I'm always asking the entrepreneur, hey, do you have these leaders in your life? One of them is an attorney to make sure that you're not going to get sued <laughs> for your product and that you know you have good, clean contracts and things like that. Another is a CPA to make sure that you're not paying too much in taxes and that you don't get shut down because you filed a paper wrong. And then third is you have a financial advisor. A financial advisor is kind of like the quarterback between these three parties. So they're advising you about how to create a strategic financial plan, how to be healthy with your investments and things like that. Jimmy is somebody who I really believe has people's best interest in mind. How's, uh, how's Jimmy Woods doing today? I'm great. Happy to be here, Joshua. It's an honor. You got it. You got it. So I'm 45 now, Bernie. I think you've got some seniority on me. You know, a decade or so I got on you. Yeah. So if only I could go back to my 20 year old self and share with him what it is that we're going to talk about today. So what Jimmy does at Wealth Legacy Planners is they have this thing called the Wealth Legacy Plan. And he has agreed to let us talk about the Wealth Legacy Plan on the Growability Podcast, which is which is really exciting for me because it's something that has a ton of value. And I think it will really help entrepreneurs think through investing wisely. Do they have the basis covered for a financial strategy? Jimmy and I have been talking through this for the last several months. And uh, Jimmy, you're going to make sure that if I go off script or uh, I'm not talking something that's accurate, that you can straighten us out. I'm here to serve, Joshua. <laughs> Bernie, we talk about all the time. The biggest challenge for every entrepreneur is you don't know what you don't know. That's right. When you don't know what you don't know, people can take advantage of you and you can make really big mistakes, especially when it comes to money. What I love about Jimmy's model is he's saying, hey, let's lay out up front all of the things that everybody should know when they're thinking about a financial plan. And then you make educated decisions. And I'm here to guide you in that process. There's, there's kind of like three different phases of building a strong wealth legacy. The first phase is monetizing your future. This means that you're putting some money away so that in the future you have some money to spend. <laughs> the second step is maximizing your potential. And this is really about making sure that you're doing the right things right now to cover all the bases so that there's not going to be a pothole that you hit that you know takes you out of commission. And then finally, you have maximized your blessing. This is like your legacy. This is the legacy piece of... Am I proud of what I did with money in my life? So in the monetize your future, 
The acronym for monetize your future is SLOW, S-L-O-W. The acronym for maximize your potential is WEALTH, W-E-A-L-T-H. And then the acronym for legacy is actually legacy, L-E-G-A-C-Y. What I'd love to do in this podcast is really talk through each of those steps and just kind of give a brief overview so that if you don't have a financial plan, that you can at least think through and consider the core pieces that you should consider as you build a financial plan. Hey, so let's let's start with slow. Help me understand what it means to start with slow. The S stands for save for emergencies. The L is leave debt alone. The O is ongoing monthly deposits. And then the W is work you love. People who want to build wealth have some necessary habits that if you don't put in place, you can't really have a strong financial future. One of those, the very first step is savings. Jimmy, I don't know if you would agree with this, but I think that this is true. Investors always start as savers. Would you agree with that? I would. And I would say that it's setting a foundation for everything else that we're going to try to accomplish. So the point at which someone's actually going to go work with a financial advisor is the point at where they already realize that savings is important. Yeah. You just need to have a buffer between you and life because we know life is going to happen. The air conditioner is going to go out. The roof is going to need to be replaced. There's going to be some medical emergency. There could be a pandemic. Or a pandemic. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, so the L is kind of a little different than savings, but it's, it's in the same vein. The L is leave debt alone. So if you think of wealth building as like building a mountain, you can't build a mountain by digging a hole. You know, I've got to actually stack earth on top of the other earth, not like dig a hole. Yeah, definitely, Joshua. It seems elementary, but yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's the S, that's the L. The the O is ongoing monthly deposits. So, Jimmy, what's the number one way that you see people creating ongoing monthly deposits? Most Americans that particularly work for corporations or any good-sized business are going to have some sort of employer-sponsored retirement plan available to them. Most of the time, this is a 401k. It can take the form of a simple IRA, but that's the easiest way to do an ongoing monthly deposit because it comes right out of your check, right? When you get paid, you don't have to think about it. And then many employers give you a match. So it's free money. If I put in a dollar, I'm going to get a dollar match. And so you're getting 100% return on your money right up front. So it's the best way to do an ongoing monthly deposit. Great. Save for emergencies, leave debt alone, ongoing monthly deposits, and then finally, work you love. If you don't love your work, you're not going to be able to maximize your income. If you don't maximize your income, you're not going to be able to set money aside for your future. If you want to have a wealth building plan, you're the kind of person that doesn't want to get rich quick and just you know speculate on stock options. You're, you're the kind of person that wants to get rich slow by saving for emergencies, leaving debt alone, ongoing monthly deposits, and then work you love. Any comments, thoughts on that before we move into wealth? Well, my only comment is that that it, too bad it, that slog wealth legacy didn't make sense because the G could be get a growability coach. So, Jimmy, so, I'll try to get you to change your model to slog wealth legacy. Okay. Well, I don't think that'll sell. Don't roll off the tongue like slog. <laughs> so now let's talk about maximizing your potential. This whole section to me really seems to be a lot about having a proper balance 
wealth here, Jimmy, we walked through the acronym W-E-A-L-T-H, worthwhile investments, estate plan, asset list, liabilities and insurance, tax strategy, and healthy retirement. So the W in this is worthwhile investments. There's kind of three different things that people will traditionally invest in. The first is like stocks, bonds, or alternatives. If I want to invest in Apple, I can invest in Apple stock because Apple's a publicly traded company and I can own a share of that company. Bonds are kind of like where you are the bank. With a bond, I would loan money to a company like Apple that wants to grow their company and then they have to pay me back. I'm the bondholder. I'm like the bank. And then finally, you have alternate investments. I might buy a Picasso because it's going to appreciate in value and then I'm going to get that money back or people are investing in nothing now with <laughs> NFTs. That's you know? like a cryptocurrency would fall into that right now, which is crashing at the moment too. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can invest in very risky things. The second thing then is real estate. So I've got my home mortgage. I might have rental properties. I might have things like that. The third is what is called managed funds. So a managed fund is one where, let's say, I don't want to just invest in one company like Apple. I want to invest in 400 companies that are like Apple. And so if Apple just has a down year, then the other companies are going to balance that out. And so there are thousands and thousands of companies that are on the stock market. And if I don't want to just put all of my eggs in one basket, I can invest in a managed fund. And this is what people like Jimmy do. They're financial advisors. They connect you with managed fund advisors. It's just a way to have a balanced portfolio in one spot. So if I don't want to spend all of my life researching companies to have single stocks to buy... I can just invest in a managed fund and I can balance that out across the board with managed funds. So when you look at worthwhile investments, I'm going to do stocks, bonds, and alternatives or managed funds or real estate. I'm making sure that I have worthwhile investments for my future. Jimmy, did I say all that correctly? Am I a good student? I think you're a good student. I don't have much to add there. That was great. Okay. So now I have the estate plan. The E in the wealth acronym is an estate plan. If you have people that are depending on you, if you're married, if you have kids, you want to have a will. Right. You know, you really can't maximize your potential if you're not thinking about taking care of the ones you love. Everyone really needs to consider and have a plan for three things. The first would be a will. Secondly, power of attorney, health care directive. Third part of a good estate plan is trust. So, Jimmy, do you do estate plans? That's not something the financial advisor typically does. No, we don't do estate plans, but we encourage our clients to make sure they have one and we can refer people to places where they can get that done. Let me just say, Joshua, if I could just add one tag to that yeah, and make sure that that's updated, right? Because I went through some files that I had the other day and like my will or estate plan was for like 10, 12 years ago. At that time, I was living overseas and my kids were little. So I was like, I called my kids and I was like, well, if something happens to us, I guess you, you, my nearly 30-year-old son, are going to have to go live with your grandparents. So yeah, just make sure those are updated because I, I really, I realize, oh, I need to actually, that's that's on my list of things to do. Is That's a great point, Bernie. Yeah. Yeah. And there, and here again, you know, this is where I want to have, if I'm running an organization or if I'm, I'm an executive or I'm a leader, I want to have an attorney to help with that estate plan. 
I want to have a CPA that is, you know, aware of our state plan. And then I want to have a financial advisor. They know what contracts you have with the attorney. They know what tax strategy you're using with the CPA. The financial advisor in this trio is often like the quarterback. They're looking at your overall financial picture and then giving advice as necessary. And Jimmy Woods is a great quarterback name, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. That's true. So the A and the L in the wealth legacy plan, they go hand in hand. The A is to create a list of your assets. So it's A for assets. This is simply writing down and having an up-to-date list of here are all of the things that I own that have value. These are my tools. These are the computers, the jewelry, the whatever I have that has some cash value or even non-cash value, but it just has value for the future. And then the L is liabilities and insurance. So if one of my assets is a car, I want to make sure that I have insurance so that if I crash that car, I can replace it. If one of those you know, assets is a priceless diamond ruby bracelet, well, I want to make sure that I have insurance if we have a house fire and something happens to that asset. Liabilities are things that you owe that you know you have to pay for. Assets are things that you own that have value. In every business, you've got to keep a list of these are my assets and these are my liabilities. Well, for your personal finances, you should do the same thing. Here's a list of my assets. Here's a list of my liabilities. So A and L are assets and liabilities. The T is the tax strategy, particularly in countries that encourage entrepreneurialism and small business like America. The government has tons of programs and special ways that you can save money and not have to pay extra taxes on things. So a tax strategy is really important that you have the right CPA to make sure that you are utilizing every opportunity to save on taxes that the government has out there. And not all CPAs are are equal. Yeah, you don't want a a CPA that's just going to check the boxes just trying to get the return done. In my experience, it is rare to find a CPA that is also a good tax strategist. There's a lot of bookkeeping type CPAs that are great at just processing the return and checking all the boxes and making sure that you know you pay your taxes. But you want someone that will go beyond that and, and understand where they can help you save on taxes and take advantage, like you said, Joshua, of, of good tax strategy. That's so good. If you're going to have a good financial plan, you got to have a good CPA. The final letter in the acronym WEALTH is a healthy retirement, reaching a retirement goal. This is about a number. Joshua, that's probably the question I get asked more than any when I sit down with a client. Typically, if you're 30 years old, you want to at least have one times your current annual income saved towards retirement. So that 401k, if you're making $40,000 a year, hopefully you'll, by age 30, you'll have $40,000 in your 401k or in your retirement funds collectively. Okay. By age 40, hopefully that number is three times would be a good rule of thumb. So again, you're making $60,000 a year. A great rule of thumb would be $180,000 in that 401k retirement fund. Uh, by the time you reach age 50, Joshua, a good rule of thumb is six times your income. So okay. Again, I'm 50. I'm making $100,000 a year now made more than I've ever made in my lifetime, making a right nice income, providing for my family. 
hopefully at that point you would have about $600,000 in your 401k. And then finally, when you get out to that, you know, 60 to 67 years of age, you know, eight to 10 times is probably where ultimately you want to be in terms of money saved. So those are just some general rules of thumb that are good. Uh, The other question I get Joshua a lot is how much do I need to be saving on an ongoing basis uh, towards my retirement? Right. And a good rule of thumb there is 10 to 15% of your monthly gross income. Now that can be helped tremendously if you have a company match with your 401k, if that's daunting and you're saying, wow, 10%, 15%, well, sometimes we'll look into it and we'll say, do you realize that your company will match you dollar for dollar up to 5%? So if you do 5%, then that's like doing 10% because they're yeah. going to kick in another 5%. So that that's a little less daunting when you look at it in those terms of if you factor in that match. Now, some folks are business owners. They don't get the benefit of a match. And so, again, that's where we need to just slowly build up how much you're going to save every month uh, so we can you know hit those goals. But 10 to 15% would be a great target. Any financial advisor, I think, is going to be helpful in this scenario. What I really like about Wealth Legacy Planners and what Jimmy and Brent and their team accomplishes is they're not just looking at that. That's not the only thing. You know, we're looking at your tax strategy. We're looking at the savings account and leaving debt alone and ongoing monthly deposits and all these other things. But definitely having a healthy retirement plan, that's one of the main points of having a financial strategy. This is so good. I mean, when I think about financial planning, I mean, at 54, I mean, this obviously works at 20. Like if I was 20, I would, I wish that I knew this when I was 20, to be honest, nobody ever taught me this when I was 20. Um, at 54, you know, you can kind of go into panic mode and be like, ah, retirement. <laughs> yeah. But actually like it still works. Like this is still what you need to shoot for, right? Like, yeah. You don't need to focus on just one thing. You need to like take the whole slow wealth legacy and really no matter what age you are, it seems to me. Would that be correct? That's exactly correct. So the thing about the the wealth legacy plan is you start exactly like as if you were 20 years old. Save for emergencies. If you don't have a three to six month emergency fund, save for one. That habit is critical whether you're 20 years old or whether you're 70 years old. That's right. The second thing you do is don't dig the hole any deeper. Don't get into any debt. Don't go buy a new car. Don't get the new addition on the house. Don't, don't, you know, leave that debt alone. The third thing you do is you start setting something aside. You do ongoing monthly deposits. And then for work, you're still going to be working for a while. So you got to really make sure that you love the work, you know, do work that you love. And then you still want to cover all the bases of the wealth, the worthwhile investments, the state plan, assets, liabilities, tax strategy, and then healthy retirement fund. Well, what about legacy, Joshua? Tell us about the legacy piece. Just the fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. So the legacy piece is really asking the question, what do I want the story of what I did with money to be? It's easy when you become a good saver, when you become a good investor, when you're leaving debt alone, to just focus on the score of, oh, I had 1 million. Now I have 2 million. Now I have 10 million. Okay, but that's just a number. Money has a point, and the point of money is to feed a soul. So you can feed your own soul, but you can feed other people's souls. Legacy, going through the acronym legacy, is a good way to think through what are really valuable ways to spend that money in ways that leave a legacy. So the L is your lifestyle. How do I not 
take away from the nest egg that keeps paying the bills. It's like my retirement account is now my job, but I don't want to spend more money in retirement than you know is necessary. I live within my means. But the second thing is I want to create really beautiful experiences. I want to have really good environments. When my grandkids come over, I want them to love you know Mimi and Papa's house. The most satisfied people that I know who have lots of money are those who use their money to not focus on themselves, but focus on others. And so a lifestyle of creating meaningful experiences, a lifestyle of just enjoying life, travel, and doing things in the community, that's the L, lifestyle. Joshua, I'd like to jump in and just have a plug for growability because I think there's a real connection between this lifestyle piece and what you guys do at growability having a business be more than just what it can produce, right? Yeah. So I think in our personal lives, as well as in our business lives, you know, let's multiply our blessings, right? And we do that through the legacy acronym. That's exactly right. Okay. So the E in the legacy is education. It's rare that you'll find an older person that doesn't at least care about the education of their grandkids. Stewarding funds, not only in lifestyle, but also in education is really important. So this isn't just investing in other people's educations. It's also investing in your own education. Hey, I'm in the book club or I'm taking this class or, you know, now I'm learning about pottery. So I like how you've included, Jimmy, education as part of a legacy in this wealth legacy plan. The G is goals. There's two kind of goals that people should have. One is the bucket list. So I was having a conversation with my kids this week about what's a bucket list. Well, a bucket list is the list of stuff that you want to accomplish before you kick the bucket. <laughs> so I want to go to the Grand Canyon, or I want to go to Cameroon, or I want to, you know, start a business, or I want to do something fun. You know, what is it that's on my bucket list that I want to create? The second is what's called a BHAG, a big, hairy, audacious goal. I want to start an orphanage that feeds a thousand kids. You know, whatever it is, what's your big, hairy, audacious goal? Everybody should have some goals. And if we don't have bucket list goals or we don't have big, hairy, audacious goals, we're not really reaching our full potential as humans. We're, we're designed to stretch a little bit. Like healthy things grow. If you are a, an oak tree that's 300 years old, you're still growing. The moment that you stop growing, then you're in decline and you're, you're kind of dying. But if you're, if you're growing, you're living. So goals help us grow. They help us reach towards our potential or where we can go. Definitely. The exercise of identifying what the goals are and writing them down and having a conversation with the client is very helpful. So I've seen a great response with that because most financial planners, most financial advisors are not really focused on that. You know, what are your goals? What do you want to fund uh, that'll be exciting and um, help you want to live and live well? Yeah, I love it. The fact that money does have a point is so amazing. You know, like it's not just, I want to be able to retire and pay my bills. Ah, no, like you can use money as a tool to make the world a better place. And and I think that should be our aim for it. Yeah. And particularly with younger generations, you know, young people, they've been sort of disillusioned from, oh, I'm going to have tons of money and that's going to make me happy it doesn't make you happy. And so I think the millennial generation and younger are realizing like, hey, no, I don't want to like have tons of money, but not have a clean environment. 
I, I don't want to have tons of money, but have a business that exploited people in the developing world. It's like, that's right. Wait a second. I want to actually do some things that have meaning. I need to use money as a tool. Does my life align with my values? And am I spending money in a way that aligns with my values? All three of us, I think, are somewhat like go young people. And we want to be like right there with you. So I love that. I love that whole concept. Okay, so let's move on to the A. The A is activities. One of the most important things that you can do as you get older is invest in your health. Maybe it's golfing. Maybe it's going on vacations. Maybe it's a really good health food subscription or something like that. But if you're not investing in your own physical health, then you're not going to last long enough to spend any of your wealth. (laughs) So it really is important to get that membership at the Y or do some kind of activity that both feeds your body and your soul. That's an example that you want to set for your kids. The C is charity. Charity is really the question of what human investments are you making? So every temporary thing that I invest in, whether it's a computer or even like a house or a car or whatever, it doesn't last forever. So the only investment that's really going to feed my soul is investing in people. There's nothing better than investing in people. So charity is definitely important. Okay, so so Jimmy, we've got the final piece of the legacy, the why. You have the yearly focus. So what does that mean? What's a yearly focus? Why is that important to a financial legacy? Right. So Joshua, we actually have a quick survey that takes about 10 minutes that walks someone through each of the steps in the wealth legacy plan. There are about 30 questions. The yearly focus, basically taking one to three of the items in the wealth legacy plan that someone chooses to focus on that year, narrowing it down to your primary focus uh, is a great way to actually get something done that you need to get done or at least make some progress. I walked through personally the Slow Wealth Legacy Plan. It was the first time that I felt really good about my financial strategy. It was the first time that I felt really good about a retirement plan because there was always a couple of things that were just a little bit like fuzzy. I don't I don't know the vocabulary for that. I haven't put enough time researching this. But what Jimmy has done with this Wealth Legacy Plan is he's given a guide where you can remove all of the mystery, have 100% confidence in your financial plan. I mean, we've covered a ton of ground in all of these acronyms, but when it comes down to it, if you don't feel 100% confident about your financial plan, contact Jimmy with Wealth Legacy Planners, and at the end of the day, you'll get there, and it's a really great feeling. I'm personally somebody that has used this tool in my life to move from confused in some areas to confident in all areas with the financial plan. So it's super helpful. Yeah. So if someone wants to get a hold of Jimmy, what's Jimmy's website? Yeah. So Jimmy's website is wlplanners.com. And you can email Jimmy at jimmy at wlplanners.com. Uh, or of course, you just contact Growability. This podcast will probably have a link in the description or something like that where you can find more out, uh, find out more about Jimmy. Hey, guys, we are out of time. We want you to remember that you're doing better than you think and you have more potential than you know. And we thank you for growing today with us at Growability. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Growability Podcast. The mission of Growability is to equip leaders to flourish in their life and work by developing vision, rhythm, and community. To discover more ways to flourish in your life and work, visit growability.com and speak with a certified Growability coach. 
Bernie and Joshua are also available for speaking engagements, workshops, and conferences. Subscribing to this podcast helps GrowAbility equip leaders throughout the world, and we appreciate you tuning in. Thanks for growing with GrowAbility. GrowAbility.